How can I know God is real? What does the Bible say about politics? Why does a good God allow suffering? If you have questions about faith, life or culture, don't be afraid to ask. This This is Ask with David Dean. G'day everyone, David Dean here. And our question for the week is, should Christian parents encourage belief in Santa Claus? In the final months of every calendar year, we find ourselves bombarded by colours, carols, characters and smells associated with Christmas. In particular, there's always one recurring fellow that makes an appearance on the TV. Billboards, ads, front lawns, email signatures, websites, shopping malls and, well, just about every direction you turn your head. Yep, the big old red and white Santa Claus. And now we find ourselves here with this question. Should Christian parents encourage belief in Santa Claus? in this creature that's ever-present at this time of year. Well, let me say, first of all, I'm in no position to pass judgment on your personal views, which I frankly don't know, uh, nor would it be appropriate for me to tell you how to run your house, raise your children, or navigate this question as it relates to Santa Claus. But the question has come in, and it is a good one, so I will give a candid response from my own personal convictions on the subject, and I suppose I'll leave it to you to weigh up what I have to say here and uh, consider how it may apply to you and your family. So in response, I have three thoughts that I want to share here. First, right out of the gate, let me say that I don't think there's anything inherently wrong, immoral or sinful with fantasy, fiction and imagination. In fact, I think the imagination is one of the most critical faculties of our cognitive abilities as human beings, but that's a question for another day. So I guess before, you know, I'm called a Scrooge or a Grinch, let it be known that Dave Dean has no particular problem with parents playing Santa with their children. I mean, we play fantasy and made-up games all the time with our children. We're very often reading our children fiction books and watching fiction movies. There's nothing wrong with any of that. It can be very rewarding, instructive, joyful, even or inspiring to get stuck into a good story. And, you know, there is a reason that Jesus spoke so often in parables. But notice the way I'm talking here about these examples, as fiction, as fantasy, as parables. In the playing and the reading and the movie watching, there is at all times, or at least there should be, an awareness that the situation or the story is fiction. You know, the Chronicles of Narnia is not real like backyards are real, like barbecues are real, and like little brothers are real. There is an obvious difference there, and if that difference is confused in the mind of a child, then when they ask, we should be truthful in our response. You see, the issue here is not with the make-believe, but with making our children believe in the make-believe as though it were actual reality. So this takes us now to a second point. Santa Claus is not real, and to suggest otherwise is to lie. Again, I'm speaking personally here, and hence I'm going to be quite candid On the one hand, I don't have any issues with playing pretend or or make-believe, which is why, again, I don't, you know, block my ears when I hear songs like Jingle Bells or Burn, Plastic Santa, Statues or Abstain from fun children movies like Elf. But for whatever reason on this particular issue of Santa Claus, parents seem to get a cultural pass on basic parental responsibilities as our world encourages us to blur the lines between the reality and fiction of this old red-suited white-bearded fellow named Santa Claus. So let me put it this way. Should Christian parents encourage belief in Santa Claus? Well, if by belief in we mean belief in the reality of this creature, then I think the answer is really quite simple for Christian parents. Categorically, no. 
I just, I, I, I do not think it is possible for Christians to preserve the myth and magic of Santa Claus in the way our culture encourages us to, on the one hand, without disobeying the clear instruction of Colossians 3.9 to not lie to one another. We cannot teach our children that Santa Claus is real if our intention is to teach our children the truth. To say a simple statement of fact like Santa Claus lives at the North Pole is to lie. It is not truthful. It is misleading. It is deceiving. Same with, you know, getting our children to leave cookies and milk out for Santa then taking a bite and a sip ourselves to deceive our children into making it look like Santa broke into our house under the cover of darkness to have a bite and have a drink. Now, to those who might say, oh, come on, Dave, are you serious? It's just completely harmless fun to tell our kiddies Santa is real. Don't be such a killjoy. This doesn't hurt anyone. It's festive. Well, don't take it from Dave D. Take it from the Word of God, Proverbs 25, 18. Quote, telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe, wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow, end quote. I mean, that's pretty brutal, right? Lying is destructive. Satan himself, John 8, is called the father of lies. And that is why I think it's just naive for, again, Christian parents to press this point of Santa's reality onto their children under the guise of, quote, harmless fun. It's not harmless fun, it's harmful. It's unloving. I mean, where else do we ever press upon our children that fantasies and fictions are real? Well, if there's any skeptics listening in, yes, that was bait to you to come on and ask, how is Jesus any more real than Santa Claus? So I hope I get that one written in soon for another week. Santa is pretend, and I see no reason for parents to pretend otherwise. Children will want to know the truth of things. That's why they'll end up asking you about Santa Claus. And as a parent, you'll be responsible for what you say in response. To my mind, the fun and festivities turn into like a dark carnival when child deception is masked as, quote, harmless fun. You know, if there's any confusion in what a parent should say when little Johnny asks mummy or, or daddy, is Santa real, then that confusion is not with the child, it's with the parent. I mean, if the concern is for our children's imaginary well-being, well, that says more about us, Christian parents, than it does about our children. If we think our children need Santa Claus at Christmas, then we don't think the thrilling truth of the Christmas story concerning the birth of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ is awe-inspiring enough. That's why we find the need to wrap it up with this obscure story of an unknown yet somehow trustworthy old man living in social seclusion in freezing conditions at this place called the North Pole with elves who do his bidding somehow throughout the year seeing your children while they sleep yet knowing when they're awake, keeping a running list of their behaviour to determine in the final analysis whether or not he, Santa, should make a special journey yelling ho, ho, ho while riding a snow sled pulled by flying reindeer through the sky to land on your roof, enter your home unannounced under the cover of darkness, down your chimney, which most of us no longer have, to leave gifts for your, at least by his arbitrary standards, good children. <laughs> I mean, this question is addressed to Christian parents. So let me ask you, Christian parents, what kind of story is this, this story of Santa Claus? What kind of alternative is it to the truth that we know about the Christmas story? You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. This is not a good news story. It's bad news. It's not a gospel. It's a cheap plastic work for reward scheme we call a celebration that suppresses what it is to be human by telling you not to cry. Have we so lost the awe-inspiring wonder of the true meaning of Christmas in the coming of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, the mind-blowing 
infinite God colliding with finite creation in this babe born of Mary in the town of Bethlehem, this prophecy foretold 500 years earlier by Micah, have we so lost the wonder and the worship of this momentous occasion we celebrate at Christmas, this truth that made way for the gospel of our own salvation with this fake plastic consumerist ploy we call Santa Claus? Well, that leads me to a third and cheeky final point. I think it is because of this awe-inspiring truth that St Nicholas himself would be the very first person to stand up and tell you to abandon belief in the now legend of his name. The history of Santa Claus is an interesting one. The legend we know today was born out of a real historical person who lived in the 4th century, a Christian man named Bishop Nicholas of Myra, now in modern-day Turkey. Bishop Nicholas lived during the days of the Roman Emperor Diocletian, who hated and persecuted Christians and spent many years of his life in jail where he was routinely beaten for his beliefs. But after the legalisation of Christianity under the succeeding Emperor Constantine, Bishop Nicholas was released from prison. And we actually have some records that suggest Bishop Nicholas was present at the church's first ecumenical council there in Nicaea in 325 AD, along with hundreds of other bishops who gathered to refute the false views of Arius, a man who denied the deity of Jesus. Now, I'm not sure about the truth of this claim, but it is said that this Nicholas was so passionate for the deity of Jesus that at one point he crossed the floor and punched Arius in the face, which led him to have further time in jail. Now, all of that aside, it was also said of Nicholas that he was left a large fortune from his parents, which he dedicated to um, distribute to the poor and the needy, doing so even at times anonymously under the cover of darkness so as to not be identified. And it was after his death sometime in the month of December around the mid-4th century that this legend began to grow of his annual return, giving gifts and offerings to only good boys and girls. So that's the historicity of uh, St. Nicholas or Bishop Nicholas that then grew into this ghostly Santa Claus legend. And it ironically has Christian origins, which is why I think, frankly, if Bishop Nicholas were around today, he'd be the first person to stand up and tell you, no, Santa Claus is not worth spending time on. I mean, for one thing, Nicholas was so passionate for the truth concerning Jesus, a truth which spilled out in his anonymous generosities. But nowadays, Santa Claus is just a mass marketed ploy for consumerism that distracts people from the truth of Jesus and indeed the heart of compassion that sparked Nicholas's giving of gifts in the first place. And just as a footnote here, the alternate name for Santa Claus, sometimes called Chris Kringle, that actually came about from another Christian uh, person from history, Martin Luther, the Protestant reformer, who loved celebrating Christmas but wanted to disassociate with the Catholic feast celebrating the life of St. Nicholas advocating instead for the Christ child or Christ Kindle, which gave us the name Chris Kringle. So there again, we have a concern for the truth of Jesus at Christmas time behind even this alternative name for Santa Claus. So in sum, should Christian parents encourage belief in Santa Claus? Well, again, I'm not here to tell you how to run your household, but I think I've made my personal view rather plain. The issue isn't enjoying pretend fiction or make-believe. That's not what we're talking about here. The issue, as I see it, is why would a Christian parent who has found the greatest treasure in the world, who has found all of their desires for myth and fantasy met in the historical fact of the incarnation, the birth, life, death and resurrection of Jesus, why would a Christian parent 
ever dream of replacing, obscuring, or supplementing this most awe-inspiring, thrilling truth of Christmas with something as cheap and fake and hopeless and, yep, pathetic a myth as Santa Claus, whose plastic gospel is you better be good and you better not cry. The gift of Santa Claus is a cheap plastic toy bought with your money that your kids will probably be bought of by the afternoon. The gift of Jesus Christ doesn't cost you or your children a cent. It is free. It is a gift of grace. It has nothing whatever to do with your goodness or badness. It has everything to do with the goodness of Jesus Christ and the love of the Father in sending him. And for that, it is lasting. I just... I. I cannot help but see the effort of Christian parents to lay the story of Santa Claus over the top of this most profound time calendar splitting story of Jesus Christ at Christmas time as anything other than a failure of their own thrill at the greatest story ever told. It's a failure of the imagination and worship of the one born in Bethlehem, the cradle of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here's a story to think about. And here's a song to sing. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by, yet in the darkness streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary, and gathered all above, while mortals sleep the angels keep their watch of wandering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth, and praises sing to God the King and peace to all the earth. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, where meek souls will receive him, still the dear Christ enters in. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Do you have a question about Christian beliefs, theology, doctrine, philosophy, or culture? Don't be afraid to ask. Go to drcdean.com forward slash ask. That's Dean with an E. 